Hello everyone, thank you for listening again to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. I'm Tom Pipkin, I'm joined by my co-host Tom Walker and this week we're going to look through the top four English football divisions, picking out our betting highlights. As always, this podcast is sponsored by our good friends at matchbook.com. Stats are sponsored by the good people at Odd Alerts. After we've gone through all four leagues, we're going to round it all up in our podcast treble. Then we'll take a look through fantasy football because we've had the first week of the fantasy football season. Uh, so lots of exciting stuff to get through today. Tom, how are you feeling about the week ahead? Feeling good, mate. Feeling a bit humbled after uh, Forrest kind of welcomed mm. to the Premier League on the weekend. Waited 23 years to get slapped 2-0 and not touch the ball, but that's okay. Um, on to another week. And uh, yeah, really excited to have another week's worth of data, another week's worth of results, another week's worth of form as we try and get a grasp. I feel like all the teams are slippery snakes at the minute. We're trying to grab onto them. And uh, yeah, we just need to uh, grab onto one particular team and and learn a bit more about them because, uh, yeah, it's still early days. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, but we've got loads to sink our teeth into. You know, we're going to have some some hot favourites across all the divisions. We're going to have some uh, bigger outsiders for you as well to look through. But yeah, it's definitely going to be going to be exciting weekend of football. I'm just glad football's back, really. Um, yeah, definitely. Worth mentioning before we dive into anything that you can sign up to matchbook.com and get a £30 money back as a free bet offer if you sign up using the code TFB Podcast. And we'll explain a little bit later in the show how you can get even more value from that by uh, using that with the uh, boosted podcast treble. Um, but yeah, let's go straight into the Premier League, shall we, Tom? Yeah, start at the top, work our way down. Uh, starts off with a bit of a... Uh, is this is this a lower end game? I'm not sure. I don't like either team, to be honest. Do you know what? I look at this game... And I think the media are going to be all over Lampard v Gerrard in the dugout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Any inkling on which way you, you think it's going to go? Or... Do you know what? I'm actually, I'm actually flirting with a double chance. I, I think I like Everton or draw. I'm really not impressed by Villa. They've won two of their last 12 league games under Steven Gerrard. Both of those games were against teams that are now in the championship. It was a really bad start against a uh, Bournemouth team, expected to struggle. And I said at the start of the season, I don't anticipate too much rumours. He's fallen out with Tyro Mings. Douglas Costa looked all over the place. And it's early days, but I, I don't like what I see. Do I like what I see from Everton? Not really. Um, that's also a cause for concern for me. I could probably see a draw, which would get us the double chance. So Everton or draw 2.06, probably a low scoring game, I'd say. Yeah, no, um, I'd agree with that. And nothing that I've got particularly to add to that, to be honest. Uh, mm. Let's move into the three o'clocks. Arsenal against Leicester kicks us off. Arsenal priced at 1.51. The draw is 4.8 and Leicester are 7.4 for the victory. I'm with Arsenal here at 1.51. Uh, seven wins on the spin if we want to include pre-season in that as well. Um, obviously, they got their campaign up, up and running with a 2-0 win away at Palace. Backed up some pretty impressive pre-season results. 6-0 against Sevilla, 4-0 sorry against Chelsea. Uh, and then Leicester winning 2-0 against against Brentford and threw it away uh, late on to end up drawing to all. I feel like this will be an entertaining game. Um, we've seen already this season a continuation of what we saw last season with Leicester, where they tend to be able to find the back of the net, but they are also very suspect at the back. Um, we've seen that as well throughout their pre-season games. Um, I'm going to go, yes, I think Arsenal win 1.51. I fancy an extension of that Arsenal to win an over 2.5 goals for um, those reasons. 2.22 is the price for Arsenal over 2.5. Six out of Leicester's last seven games, and we include pre-season in that, uh, have been over 2.5 goals. So, yeah, I think more of the same. If Arsenal won this 2-1, 3-1, 
maybe even 3-0. I don't think that surprised too many people. Yeah, so I'm I'm of the opinion as well that Arsenal will get the win and there will be goals, but do you know what, Tom? This you're the braver one of the of the two of us because I've got Arsenal and over 1.5 uh, 1.78 is the price for that. So a little bit more conservative, but on the same lines. And, you know, in terms of your research and, and comments, don't really have a ton to add. Uh, I'm just going to put my tip out, which is Arsenal and over 1.5. All right. Up next then, uh, Brighton against Newcastle. Brighton price at 2.56. The draw 3.35. Newcastle 3.15. Um, now, we spoke about Lampard v. Gerrard in the Villa-Everton game in the dugout. You know, I think you've got Graham Potter against Eddie Howe here, which is one certainly the media will focus on much less, but I'd certainly say arguably the, the much better prospects in terms of English managers. Um, totally it's going to be a very interesting match. Um, Forrest made Newcastle look like Man City, Liverpool, Bayern Munich and Real Madrid all rolled into one last weekend. And obviously Brighton beat Manchester United. So um, I'm a bit torn result-wise. I think we could probably see both teams get on the score sheet. Uh, 1.92 is the price for that, which I didn't think was too bad. Uh, but apart from that, I don't really have much else unless you've got anything you want to add. No, two teams who were really impressive on opening day going up against each other and, you know, not sure where this is going to go, but from a neutral, I'm really interested to uh, to watch the game. But yeah, in terms of a bet, not 100% sure here. Flirted with under 2.5 and then same thing, crossed my mind with you, Tom. You know, I could see both teams scoring and then I only need one more goal and the bet's over. So yeah, I think I'm just going to leave it. Uh, up next, then, we've got Manchester City against Bournemouth. City, uh, massively short, as you'd expect. Uh, 1.09 to win on the matchbook exchange. So, what's that? About 1 to 10. 14.5 for the draw. And Bournemouth, I think this is probably the biggest priced Premier League team to win that I think I've ever seen. Uh, they're 46.0. So, 45 to 1. To yeah. hear, me, hear me out. I'm putting a, I'm putting a tenner. On Bournemouth, and I, I want everyone to understand that I can afford to lose this tenor. This is my choice, my decision. I'm not saying that they're going to win, but any any Premier League team at 46.0, I I I have to take that. I'm I'm sticking a tenor on Bournemouth, and honestly, if if they lose as I expect them to, four nil, great. I'm a tenor down, but honestly, I can't I can't resist that. It's massive, isn't it? It's absolutely massive. It's huge. They got off to a great start on the weekend. Right, don't get me wrong. Man City are, are ginormous favourites. I'm not making a case for Bournemouth at all. But I tell you what, that's getting a speculative tenor from me. Yeah, I guess if we're looking at odds, and I, I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong here, but the odds are kind of saying if that game was played 46 times, Bournemouth would win one in 46 yeah, you're on the right lines. And I actually don't agree with that. I think they'd win more than that, personally. Yeah. I, I completely get why mm. they're massive outsiders. They should be. But again, don't mean to repeat myself, but I can't I can't resist <laughs> I can't resist a Premier League team at forty six point zero. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. I was trying to dig around for for something. Um Man City in over two point five goals is one point four four. Um, so that could be a way to kind of squeeze the lemon a little bit if you want to get something from this game. So the last 11 times that Man City have played Bournemouth, um, this is going back to the last time that Bournemouth were in the Premier League two seasons ago and, and beyond that, uh, Man City have won 11 consecutive games against them. So, yeah, they don't have a particularly good record, but I completely take why you'd be willing to punt on that uh, 46.0. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, up next then, Southampton against Leeds. 2.34 for the Saints. 3.65 for the draw. 3.3 for Leeds. Uh, any strong fancies in this one? I quite like the look of Leeds. I think Southampton looked lost to me as a club. Like We, we spoke last uh, 
three pods ago, Tom, the the season preview pod, and we said they signed a lot of young players, mm-hmm. and it felt like they were building for the future, but the you know the possibility of relegation is is very very real for Southampton. They're not really in a position to ignore the first team and and go all youth, and they looked lost. Hassan looked a little bit confused. It just didn't look great, and I think Leeds were good. I would say against Wolves, I like. I think I liked it. I think there's more to come, and it wasn't perfect, but I like it. And I think three point three. This is more based on the fact that Southampton, to me, looked like they were struggling. Um, so yeah, I think I would be quite happy back in Leeds. It's early days, you know. Who knows what's going to happen, really, Tom? But um, yeah. yeah, I think I'm going to have a have a little flutter on Leeds as well. Yeah, funny enough, I was going to say the same thing. I was looking at Southampton's record at the back end of last season was pretty woeful. Uh, They lost five of the last six games at the back end of the the last season. They had a pretty poor pre-season. Obviously started this season again pretty poorly with a 4-1 loss to Spurs. Um, So, yeah, certainly not confident going anywhere near Southampton with my money at all. And Leeds, like you're saying, look look all right. I feel like Jesse Marsh is, people will be quick to put him under pressure if they start having a, a poor run of results. But I think to be fair to the guy, I was looking at the results he've ha- they've had in the last 10 games in the league. So one from this season, nine from last season. They've only lost three and that was to Chelsea, Arsenal and Man City. And I, mm. I think they can be forgiven that really. Um, so I, I don't think they're as bad as or he's as bad maybe as as the media seems to make him out to be and yeah I'm a I'm a big Marsh fan I love the way he speaks yeah I love the way he handles himself I love the way he talks to the media the players like and obviously on the pitch as well it wasn't perfect last season but he came in and, and did what he was asked for and I'm excited to see him this year yeah. you know not the biggest Leeds fan but um wish him all the best absolutely yeah. Uh, right. Last three o'clock then. Wolves against Fulham. 2.44 for Wolves. 3.4 for the draw. And 3.3 for Fulham. Um, I obviously very impressed with Fulham on opening day, drawing against Liverpool. Uh, and Wolves, as we just mentioned, lost to Leeds. Um, I was going to look here at double chance. Um, Fulham or draw which is priced at 1.65. I'm just concerned about Wolves in terms of how they're going to score goals, really. Um, You know, their lineup against Leeds, their front four was Huang, Pedro Neto, Morgan Gibbs-White, Podence. I'd be surprised if any of them got 10, really, in a Premier League season. Um, So I don't think that quartet attacking is is good enough. Um, I looked at their bench. Five of the nine were untried, untested kids. So I don't think their squad depth is very good either. Um, and I, I really think they could struggle this season. And obviously Fulham, newly promoted, great result last weekend, on a high, on the bounce from, from the promotion. I think they can get something from this game against a Wolves side, which are there for the taking really at the moment. I agree. And it's funny you should mention that that quartet because I have a note here about them as well. Each one of those players will score two goals in a Premier League game and they'll win the game for their team per each, per season. But then you look at the other 37 games and are they going to do enough? Like I think Pedro Neto, if he had consistency, would be playing for a Europa League team. Same, same with Podence. You know, Gibbs White obviously has a big future ahead. I like Huang. I think Huang's good as well. But I just don't think they're all going to deliver consistently enough. I think they'll all have purple patches and and it might not be enough. This might be a little bit knee-jerk, Tom, um, with the whole Fulham result, but I thought they did play really well. And do you know what? I think there is an advantage playing at home on the first game of the season, especially if you're newly promoted. Everything feels more galvanised. So... Let's use Fulham as an example. Craven Cottage, fans are excited. 
playing against Liverpool. They're underdogs. They came out. They got a great result. Their talisman scored two. And, and the vibe is good. The vibe is great. And they carry that on. But then you look at someone like Forrest, who had to go away at Newcastle. And, you know, their 3,000 fans or whatever had to compete with 55,000 or whatever it is. And it's tough. It, it's tough. And now Forrest go into this weekend. It feels like they've lost their promotion momentum. And they shouldn't because it's their first home game on, on uh, Sunday. And it's going to be rocking. But you don't get that feeling. But you do with Fulham. So, again, same as you, Tom. Same reasons. I wasn't impressed by Wolves. A speculative Fulham and yes from me. So, Fulham to win and both teams to score. 6.8. I could see that. I could see Fulham getting a 2-1 maybe. Um, I think they just have the the vibes right now. And uh, they'll ride that out for another one, two, three games. Yeah, cool. I can certainly see it. Uh, finally, then on Saturday, we've got Brentford against Man U. Brentford priced at 4.1. The draw, 3.65. And Man U, 2.06. Um, I looked at this and thought, ooh, quite fancy Brentford. But I fell into this trap in this exact same game twice last season where I looked at it <laughs> and thought, Man U are a bit rocky. Uh, Brentford could do them here. At least get something from the game. Uh, a Man U won three one and three nil in both the fixtures last season, um, so I'm kind of wary of falling into that same trap again with this game. So I'm going to plump for both teams to score at one point seven two, because I think I certainly think Brentford are good enough to score against Manchester United, especially at home. Um, but yeah, just what will Man U turn up with? I, no idea. I'm going to fall into the trap, I think. <laughs> I think. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm tipping up Brentford, double chance, 1.89, and I'm tipping up Brentford on the nose, 4.1. It's Man United. Man United played an organised team with a good manager, with a set system, with continuity and a plan on opening day. And Brentford are... A consistent team with forward thinking, young manager, continuity, forward thinking plan, organised. Like it, I feel like Brentford and Brighton are probably the two teams that are the most similar in terms of off-field stuff. They play a little bit differently, but I feel like they're very similar. And Brentford will know exactly who they are, what they what they're going to do. Um, maybe Damsgaard might make a debut as well. That that'd be exciting. Yes, Manchester United will finish above Brentford in the league come the end of it. But we've always mentioned, Tom, we're not our, you know, outrights. That was three weeks ago on the pod. We're talking about this weekend and that's it. And I don't see why United can go there and win. Of course, last season, I think they had maybe the second or third best away record in the league. And if you remember... At the start of the season, they carried on a 2020-2021 run of all those consecutive games unbeaten. So this is a similar crop of players. But yeah, I'm I'm going to flirt with Brentford. Why not? Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Um, on to Sunday then. And uh, yeah, it's a big one for us. Forest against West Ham. Forest priced at 4.5. The draw is 3.75. And West Ham are 1.94 favourites. Um, you know, this is Forrest's first game back at the city ground in the Premier League for over two decades. So, you know, the atmosphere is going to be electric, as you already already mentioned. I think everyone should take this an absolute pinch of salt, but I will be putting something on Forrest at 4.5 this weekend, um, just because of the occasion alone um, and the need to bounce back after last week's horror show, really, against Newcastle, because it was very, very disappointing and a response is needed. Similar to the Bournemouth um, pick, where I said, you know, I have to back him at that price. There's a certain price that I, I was looking for with Forrest to get on board because, make no mistake, Forrest's performance against Newcastle was alarming. But it is going to get better eventually. 
when that is, I'm not sure. Could be this weekend. And like you said, Tom, first home game, 4.5. I'll be having something on that. But, you know, if you had a gun to my head and you asked me to choose, I'd choose West Ham. West Ham, very passive against Man City. Um, but they would have watched the tapes of Forest, and they'll smell blood. They'll see a team not ready yet. And when I say not ready, lots of new players, players constantly being linked in the media. They're trying to bring in more as we speak. That team that played against Newcastle, you know, fast forward to November, I don't think it will be it will be those lads. It will probably be seven of them, maybe something like that. Um, yeah, I, I will be back in West Ham. I, I did not see anything from Forest opening day. Absolutely nothing. And I think it's going to be okay long-term, but again, we're talking about Sunday and that's it. And uh, I'll have a flutter on Forest because they're a good price and at home, but my smart money will be going on West Ham. Right, finally on Sunday, Chelsea against Spurs. 2.32 for Chelsea, 3.5 for the draw and 3.35 for Spurs to get the victory. Um, I was looking at this game, I didn't realise how bad Tottenham's record away at Chelsea is. Do you have any idea in the Premier League especially? Not until today, but I like surprised. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I was looking back and um, I can only, I only researched the last 30 years, which I think is enough. <laughs> and, <laughs> you went further than I did. I think that's fair. Um, yeah, Spurs uh, have only won once at, at Stamford Bridge. Since 1994, I, I saw. So, yeah, one win in nearly 30 years uh, is not good. Um, that's in the that's in the Premier League. Um, Chelsea 19 wins in those number of games. The rest draws. So I find that record hard to ignore. Um, even though I am very impressed with Conte at Spurs, what he's doing, their opening day result. The fact that he's back at Chelsea with Spurs and he's obviously going to want to win against his former club. All of that, uh, great. I think it'll be a draw, actually, personally, this game. Uh, probably a score draw. Um, but yeah, I I wouldn't be confident tipping Tottenham on the outright. Just looking at that record, it just scares me massively. Yeah, it's, it's weekend of the outsider for me. So obviously I mentioned I'll be chucking some on Bournemouth, some on Forest, some on Brentford, some on Fulham. Like same with Tottenham for me. Like if we're going off opening day alone, then Tottenham were miles better than Chelsea, miles better. Uh, I know Tottenham were at home, Chelsea were away, but they both played. I'd say similar opposition in Everton and and Southampton. They'll finish not too far away from each other, I think. So yeah, Tottenham 3.35. It's a new era at Tottenham and it's a new dawn. And it's also a new era, a new dawn at Chelsea. And, you know, maybe not for uh, not for the better. So yeah, I think I'll, uh, I'll side with Tottenham, I think, 3.35. Okay, mate. Um, Monday then, last game in the Premier League for us to look through. Liverpool against Palace. 1.23 is the price for Liverpool. So... Just a little bit under one point five, so just a little bit uh, greater than one to five. Uh, Seven point four for the draw and nineteen point zero for Crystal Palace on the nose. Um, obviously, Liverpool drew against Fulham last weekend, as we've mentioned, but I think it'd definitely be a coupon buster, even more so if they dropped points at home to Palace. I think a lot of people, me included, are expecting them to bounce back. I won't be betting on them at. 1.23 though, but I thoroughly expect them to win. Yeah, exactly that, mate. I'm not touching them at that price. I also think Palace will come good. I think they'll have a really strong season. So I'm not ready to stab Palace in the back after backing them all pre-season after one game. Uh, Arsenal played really well against them. So yeah, Liverpool to win, but no bet for me. Just not worth it, I don't think. Yeah. Okay, then, well, that wraps up the Premier League. Let's just take a moment to talk through our sponsors, matchbook.com, and then we'll uh, go into the tips for the Football League. Yeah, we're massively grateful um, to Matchbook for all of their support this season and last as we continue a really fruitful relationship. 
Um, so if you want to get involved with Matchbook, if you don't have an account, now is a great time. Uh, there is a money back as a free bet offer up to 30 quid. So TFB podcast is the code that you're going to need to enter when you're signing up. And then essentially your first 30 quid is almost risk-free. So you could put that on the treble that we read out at the end of the show. And remember that is exclusively enhanced by Matchbook for an industry best price. If you wanted to put, put it on the treble or anything that either we've read out or you want yourself, if it loses, you get that money back as a free bet. So you almost get to spin the wheel again. Um, and yeah, it's only open to new accounts. Obviously, this and the same as the rest of the show, over 18s only. Terms and conditions apply. TFB podcast is the magic promo code. Yeah, please do take the time to check that out. Um, right then, Tom, that done. Let's have a look at the championship. Um, anything which catches your eye straight off? Because for me, looking, I was looking down the fixtures and I was thinking, ooh, it's a tough slate in the championship this week. I'd say more so in the champ than in League One and League Two. A little bit of a dog's dinner, I think, isn't it? In terms of, <laughs> yeah. in terms of trying to predict some, uh, some results here, I'll be honest with you. Um, I think, again, I, I'm going to stab Swansea in the back here. Um, I, I predicted them to finish in the playoffs and then said that they could go up to the Premier League. And I stand by the fact that I think they can finish in the top six, despite the fact they've not got off to a good start. Blackpool. Blackpool are a funny team, aren't they? I feel like they're trying to work them they're trying to work themselves out a little bit after Neil Critchley being in there for so long, Michael Appleton coming in. There's speculation about a couple of their players, but also they've signed like a couple of nice players that I like the look of. There's just a lot going on, I think, at Blackpool. Uh, this is mainly based on the fact that Swansea have been really poor to start the season off. Blackpool priced at 2.42 at Bloomfield Road. I will be siding with them, I think. Yeah. Okay, can see that one. Um, yeah, I'm certainly not going to back Swansea again after I've done them two weeks in a row on the pod and they've let me down two weeks in a row. Yeah, it hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But don't give up hope, Swansea fans, because remember where Forest were last season. And look mm, at us now. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Don't worry yeah, just I'm, yet. I'm back in Blackpool purely be off the, again, off the two games. I know they have lost. Um, their last two, if you count in the Carabao Cup, some people might get alarmed that they got beat by Barrow. I personally don't read anything into these games. These are essentially glorified friendlies for me. Uh, last home game out on the opening day, they beat Red in 1-0. Lost against Stoke. That's not a great result, but I saw enough in that uh, win over Red into Tobacco Mir. For me, I'm looking at Stoke at 2.8. Uh, they're away at Huddersfield Town and this is more for me, not on how good Stoke are. Uh, they start the season okay, but more on how bad Huddersfield have been. Um, they've lost all three games so far, so that's two in the league uh, and one in the Carabao Cup in midweek just gone. Um, so lost to Burnley 1-0, Birmingham 2-1 and Preston 4-1 at home. So yeah, they're at home again to Stoke. They've already lost twice in their two games at home so far this season. Uh, it seems like having lost a manager so close to the season beginning, having lost a couple of key players to Forest as well um, a few weeks ago, everything's kind of been very much disrupted for Huddersfield. Um, and that is reflected in, in their results and performances on the pitch. Um, so while Stoke have been far from outstanding um, so far in their three games this season, I think there's enough about them to take advantage of the kind of uh, disruption at Huddersfield and come home with three points at a decent price of 2.8. Um, don't want you to think to that one. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board, definitely. Um, I don't have a ton much more to add um, in terms of you know what you've got to say. Huddersfield, just sad. It is... It is really sad it's a massive fall from grace for them um and it's hard to watch but 
it is what it is. They're the cards that have been dealt with and, you know, they didn't go up when they really needed to for whatever reason and they're paying the price, unfortunately. Uh, Wigan, Bristol City. Tom, I, I think, you know, part of my routine now for this pod is to have a look where Bristol City are and immediately my brain goes to goals. So over 2.5 goals is 2.06. Both teams to score is 1.76 for their away game at Wigan Athletic. Now, Wigan haven't gone over 2.5 in any of their three games. As a matter of fact, they've had a goalless draw, a 1-1 and lost 1-0. So as you can imagine, this is a heavy Bristol City bet. Uh, Every single one of their games has gone over 2.5 so far, meaning that they've scored in every single one. Uh, They scored one opening day in the league, two in their second league game, and four in the Carabao Cup against fellow uh, championship side Coventry. And of course, they've conceded at least one a game. Uh, One, two, one in terms of the goals. Feels like they've got a hell of a lot going forward and nothing at the back. I feel like their their centre-half signings I've just like Cal Naismith. Like I think it is a good signing, and I like him a lot. But I feel like they signed him because he's really good on the ball, <laughs> not because not because he can defend. And they had problems last season. It, it looks like they've gone for an attack is the best form of defence tactic. Um, yeah, I'd be over two point five. As I said, two point zero six. I like to look at that a lot, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see it. Um, for me, I've only actually got one more in the championship, um, and that is on Sunday. It's in the Middlesbrough against Sheffield United game. I'm going to go for Sheffield United or draw on the double chance. It's priced at 1.48. So not the biggest price we're going to read out on the show this weekend. But um, at what point do we get a bit worried about Middlesbrough? Uh, I know it's early days still, but I'd they're say, not winning their own two game. Yeah, and, and Wilder's moaning about players and not having enough and you know people are putting us up there but we shouldn't be up there what bloody hell are you talking about got one of the best squads in the league i don't know it's yeah. a bit weird yeah 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 capped off with a midweek carabao cup exit to to barnsley um i'm sure that won't concern him or the fans too much really but uh, losing to lower league opposition at home is is never great um I think in terms of Sheffield United, they lost opening day to Wat- to Watford away, uh, 1-0. Can forgive them for that, I think. Watford, very good squad at this level. And then followed up by beating Millwall 2-0 at home last weekend and a, a very good performance. Um, I think they've got enough about them to to at least go to the Riverside at the moment and get a draw, um, which is why I'm going for a double chance here. Uh, like you're saying, those reasons for Middlesbrough, their results at the start of the season, doesn't all seem quite... It's a, quite right, quite a happy camp at the moment. The squad's probably a bit incomplete um, after making a few sales. Uh, needs to bed in a few new players, get a few more players in. Um, but yeah, Sheffield United have been really impressed with their transfer business. Um, the two-man City loans, McAtee, Doyle, uh, Akmadozic at centre-back, uh, who's come in from Bordeaux. Got man of the match in his first game in charge and, and Jai up front is taking the way off a Fanagian strike force there and in amongst the goals, Sandra Berger, obviously continuing where he left off last season and playing well this season as well. Um, so I like what Sheffield United have got going for them at the moment. So I can definitely see them getting at least a point. Ahmed Hosic, team of the year. I'm saying it right now. Can't believe he's playing in the champ. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it for me. Um, happy to move on to League One. Right, let's get kicked off in League One with Portsmouth. Uh, Portsmouth priced at 2.1 away at Cheltenham. Um, don't know what's going on with Cheltenham, but they seem to have left all the defenders at home. Hmm. <laughs> Opening day of the season, they conceded three at home to Peterborough. And then in the Carabao Cup at home in midweek, they conceded seven to Exeter. Uh, so 10 goals conceded in their two home games they've played so far this season is pretty concerning. I know the cup is is the cup and strongest teams aren't played, but still to concede seven to a fellow League One side um, is far from ideal. Portsmouth come to town this weekend. 
They've drawn their first two League One games of the season, uh, including that three-all on opening day away at Sheffield Wednesday, which is very impressive in my book. Um, and I think Portsmouth can follow that up. They beat Cardiff 3-0 away in the Carabao Cup. So, you know, we've seen in two of their three games, they've scored three goals. They've got the firepower. They've, they've got the players to push for a playoff place and potentially beyond, um, I think, this this campaign. So, yeah, whether Cheltenham will have some kind of rebound and bounce back after not performing particularly well in the first couple of home games remains to be seen. But Portsmouth at 2.1, I'm willing to, to go against Cheltenham once again because I think Portsmouth will do very well this season. Yeah, I agree. Keep the faith, I think, with Portsmouth. A couple of people tweeting us at T underscore FB podcast saying that they're going to keep the faith with Portsmouth. And uh, yeah, we're going to as well for a few more weeks anyway. Uh, Tom, my best bet, I think, this weekend on the docket is Accrington Stanley against Burton Albion. Burton Albion arguably with the worst start in out of the 92. Uh, they've played two, lost two. They haven't scored a goal and they've conceded seven. Having a look here, Tom, I know you're a, a pre-season guy. I'm not personally, but it's worth noting they lost every single game in pre-season, uh, which, if you want to include it, is six in a row in total. Uh, three games away from home, lost in a row, including pre-season. It's, it's a disaster and... Not to pat myself on the back, but I think I had them finishing bottom a League One and they are proving me right at the moment. And it feels like Jimmy Floyd is under pressure early on. And he's playing against an Accrington team mm -hmm. who we know, Tom, on their day can match absolutely anybody in this league. So they opened up at home, which is where they're playing on Saturday. A 2-2 against Charlton. Charlton, what, finished will probably between 9th and 12th, maybe, something like that. It's a good draw. Uh, they beat Shrewsbury away. Shrewsbury made some notable additions uh, in the transfer market. They beat them 1-0 away. That was good. And then the Carabao Cup, if you care about that, 2-2 um, with Tranmere lost 11-12 on penalties. Uh, quite a long shoot out there. But yeah, listen, Stanley, traditionally good at home. Um, they've not lost a Burton in their last five at home. I'm really sweet on Stanley this weekend. They're priced at 1.95, a smidge under evens for a team that is, in my eyes, probably in the biggest mess um, of the 92 at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I can definitely see that one coming in. Uh, I agree. Probably one of the, the better bets in the 92 uh, this weekend. Um for me, I'm going to go for Peterborough away at Plymouth. On the nose, they're 2.68. And double chance as a little bit of a safety net is 1.5. Um, Peterborough have won their first two games of the season in the league, scoring three goals in both. Um, they beat Plymouth in this exact same fixture in midweek. So Peterborough away at Plymouth. Uh, they won that 2-0. Obviously, being the cup, rotated squads and all that, so neither team had their first team out there. But um, psychological 1-0 there to Peterborough. Um, and I think they can get at least a draw here, You know, just considering they'll have the confidence from beating Plymouth in midweek. They'll have the confidence from banging in the goals and winning their first two games of the season anyway. And Plymouth slightly concerned me last weekend when they were leading 1-0 against Fleetwood and then end up throwing it away and losing 2-1. Um, so, yeah, disappointed with Plymouth there. Obviously, followed up with the with the defeat in midweek. So, yeah, Peterborough could be decent odds to get a third win on the spin in the league, full of confidence. I think they'll at least get a draw. Yeah, I think it's a big call going against Plymouth, but I completely get where you're coming from. Peterborough absolutely red hot at the moment, so ride that wave because I know, I know you had them to finish pretty high in your 1-24s. to I know I had mm. them to finish in the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I can see the logic. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, Wickham. I'm going to back Wickham, Tom. I like 
what I saw from Wickham on their opening day when they beat a hapless Burton 3-0. They went away at Bolton and lost 3-0. That gave me concerns. And then in midweek in the Carabao Cup, they beat Northampton 2-1. Northampton, obviously, of League 2. Playing against Shrewsbury, who also have had a bit of a weird start. 0-0 against Morecambe on opening day. Uh, lost 1-0 at home to Accrington. Won 3-2 over Carlisle in the Cup. Obviously, Carlisle of League 2. I mean, when I look at the performance from from Wickham, it obviously gives me concern, but I think, I mean, Wickham scored the most open play goals out of any team in last season. Not a lot has changed for them. They've gone for the continuity approach, especially going forward. It's a lot of the, the same old uh, at the back. Obviously, there was a couple of changes, centre back and in goal, but they haven't lost any of their last eight home games competitively. And Shrewsbury haven't lost, haven't won, sorry, any of their last five games competitively. I mean, Wickham traditionally strong at home, scored the most amount of open play goals last season. Last time they were at home, they won 3 0. Does the Bolton score concern me? Yes, not going to lie to you. But I think 1.91, we could be looking back, Tom, five o'clock and, you know, looking at a Wickham 3 0 and thinking that was a great pick. Absolutely. I was going to read them out myself. Completely agree. Um, mm-hmm. And there's no more in League One for me, unless you have any more. I flirted with Wednesday, but they're a little bit short. They're playing against Charlton at Hillsborough. They're 1.61 there. They're getting the uh, the big team uh, tag, aren't they? And uh, they're priced very short. Way too short for me, that. Way too yeah, short. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I got tempted, though. I did get tempted, but no, nah, they're a bit like I'd rather back Accrington, for example, at one point, what was it, nine five? Something like that, as opposed mm-hmm. to Wednesday. Yeah. So anyway, Massive moving on, Tom, what have you got for me in League Two? I quite like the look of Carlisle. I feel like I've not tipped Carlisle on a podcast for a long time. Uh, they're <laughs> two point seven two. Yeah. They're two point seven two at home to Swindon Town. Um They've got their season off to a, a pretty decent start of Carlisle. Uh, beat Crawley on opening day, drew Colchester away uh, in the second game. Uh, narrowly lost 3-2 to League One Shrewsbury away from home in the Carabao Cup. So they'll probably not be too disheartened by that defeat. Um, they go against a Swindon side who, one, have a problem scoring goals. They've played three games this season, two in the league, one in the cup, not scored a goal in any. Two seem to have a problem with discipline. Again, in their three games, they've had two red cards already. Uh, one of those being for Harry McCurdy, last season's top goal scorer for them. So he'll be a big miss in terms of this, you know, considering he can't score a goal as it is, um, to lose him for this game is going to be a miss because of his red card. Um, so I think I'm just concerned by what I see from Swindon at the moment. The performances aren't there. The discipline's not there. The goals aren't there. And I, I'm more than happy to back a team in Carlisle who are showing decent form against a team in Swindon who are showing no sort of form whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I totally get it, mate. Totally get it. I am fully on board with that one. I am also going to back Grimsby. The Mariners, uh, they are away at Rochdale. They're priced at 2.96. It's quite a tasty price. Uh, we've got Rochdale in 22nd after the two games and Grimsby in 18th. I don't even know why I read that out, to be honest with you. It's it's so early. <laughs> uh, Rochdale have got no points. Grimsby have one. I don't know why I bothered doing that. Sorry about that. Anyway, um, I feel like Grimsby have made a, an okay start to proceedings. Uh, they lost 2-0 away at Leighton Orient. We're expecting Leighton to, what, be in the top 10, maybe higher. They drew at home to Northampton in the league. That was a really good result for me, for a newly promoted side. I, although I know I've mentioned before, National League teams are quite strong. But Northampton, Tom, I think we both had them to maybe definitely finish in the auto <laughs> spots, maybe even win the league. 
So great result. And then a 4-0 thumping of crew in the EFL Cup. Again, rotated teams, but crew were playing really well. And then Grimsby kind of handed it to them. And then Rochdale, they got a win against Burton Albion, uh, who I mentioned were a bit of a tyre fire at the moment. They lost against Gillingham and Crew to start the season off in league action. That doesn't excite me that much. Grimsby just going under the radar a little bit. I think that they've made a steady start. Like We're not setting off fireworks here, but we're, we're quietly quite pleased. And uh, 2.96, I think, again, that, that might end up being good value. It's probably going to be low scoring, but I'm back in the Mariners. Yeah, I like it. Um, much shorter price in the next one for me. Northampton Town at home to Hartlepool United. Uh, I think Northampton will get the win here. 1.79. Um, Hartlepool are bad, aren't they? I think it's worrying times already if you're a Hartlepool fan. Um, no wins in 15 consecutive games. So this is obviously looking back at last season when they ended the season really poorly. They didn't win any of their um, four pre-season matches either. And they've started this season with uh, a, a draw and a loss in the league and a loss in the Carabao Cup. So two 4 nil defeats in those three games. Uh, no goals scored in those three games either. Um, and I just think, yeah, if you're getting beaten heavily, you're not scoring any goals, you're going away from home to one of the, the league title favourites here in Northampton. I think there's trouble ahead. Um, I don't think Northampton are going to beat them 4-0, but I could see a very comfortable kind of 2-0 here for Northampton. Yeah, yeah, Northampton probably, for me, the strongest tip in League 2, I would say. Uh, yeah, I really like the way Hoskins has started the season. And yeah, Paul Hartley at Hartley Pool, ironically named, uh, not got off to a good start. I think that wraps it up for me, Tom, unless you have... Any more additions uh, for League Two? I, I flirted with Stockport. Do we do we go there yet? Um, mm. They're very short. They're one point five nine, so they are the shortest uh, price team in League Two. It's mainly because they're against Colchester, and I don't rate Colchester, so I feel like you good, know Stockport are going to get start, a win, man. and this is a very good week. They've had a good start yeah. for you. And they yeah. just got, uh, maybe. they just, they beat Ipswich away in the cup and they celebrate. Um, fair play, it's been a bad few years. They celebrated it like they'd, they'd won the Champions League. And that, that might galvanise them for a week or so. I don't know, I got, I got mm. a bit nervous. Yeah, well, I'm not going to put it out there. I looked at it. The price doesn't, the price scares me. But, you know, looking at your angle though, whilst we're on the subject of the game, if you think Stockport's poor start to the season could continue, lost their opening two games in the league, you know, 4.9 for Colchester to follow up that win against Ipswich. 2.02 double chance. Just saying. Just saying. Look, we said it last week, didn't we? When Stevenage played Stockport. We said it and we were right with Stevenage. Yeah. So... The only thing is, I think Stevenage are, are way better than Colchester. I don't know. Who knows? Oh, yeah. we, we've just debated the home team might win. It might be a draw and the away team might win. So I think that's a good sign to leave it alone, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we can see. Do you know what? Profit Very chases is going to be a, win, a home win, a draw or an away win. That's the tip. <laughs> Uh, moving on then, uh, now we are going to have a look at last week's treble and give you this week's treble courtesy of Matchbook. So last week's treble, Tom, I felt like it was a step in the right direction, uh, even though it wasn't a winner. None of the teams lost. We had Portsmouth against Lincoln, that was 0-0. Burnley against Luton, that was 1-1. And then we had Peterborough, Morecambe, Peterborough doing the business. 3-0. I think it was a step in the right direction as we try and, uh, as I said, get to grips with, with some of these teams. And you've got a new treble exclusively boosted by Matchbook for this weekend in response to last weekend's disappointment. This week's treble sponsored by Matchbook is as follows. So we're going to go for Arsenal at home to Leicester. 
We're going to go for Accrington at home to Burton. And finally, we're going to go for Northampton at home to Hartlepool. Arsenal, Accrington, Northampton. The price for all three teams to win is 5.6 with matchbook.com. Love it. Home teams galore. Absolutely love it. So yeah, feel free guys to use the matchbook sign-up code on the treble TFB podcast if you do want to have a 30 quid uh, free shot at it, essentially, or risk-free, I should say. Uh, Moving on then, Tom, we're going to transition into the fantasy football world for the first time this season, as we've got one, um, one week under our belts. How did you do? Uh, I did all right. I got above the average, Good. so I always class that as all right. <laughs> mm, yeah, I would uh, say. I got 69 points. Good for you. Good for you. So you there's three, doesn't matter. So there's 305 teams in the league. We broke the 300 mark, which is brilliant. And we've also got two people coming into the league, which is great. If you have to know, Tom, I'm 273rd. Um, I got 44 points. So I was under the uh, average of 57. So that wasn't wow. great. I'm not surprised. What do you mean? I'm wow. Relax, man. It's <laughs> one week. It's one week. I tell you what, though. I yeah. I do have to give a shout out, and we always do anyway, but I have to give a shout out to the person who's top of the league because even though I consider everyone in this league to be my family and friends, one of my actual best friends, a very close friend of mine, Sean Steele, is top, which is quite cool. Um, with Howe yeah. the lads, spelled as in Eddie Howe. Um, he had Zinchenko, Diaz, Target, Trippier. They all got minimum six points. Mendy in goal, clean sheet. Uh, Kulisevsky, Captain Salah, Haaland. Like, it was it was pretty good stuff. 96 points to start the season off. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, you don't win anything, Sean, for finishing top, but uh, for uh, being top after this week, sorry. Uh, you definitely do win a 20 quid free bet for finishing top. Yeah, well done to Sean. Uh, shall we go through the top 10? Yeah, you can, mate. So from 10 up to Sean, uh, we've got Hans Sundbom, Dennis Sheehy, Gary Mather, Lucas Bisotto, Joe Condren, Michael Crummock, Luke Keane, Stu Everson, John Olkvam, and then finally Sean Steele, number one. So yeah, guys, like Tom's mentioned, um, if you want to join the league and join the 305 people already in it, you'll join at your rightful place. Just ask us for the league code and we'll give it to you. We'll put it out on social media. We'll put it in the podcast description as well so you can get it from there. Yeah, please do. T underscore FB podcast. Join in the debate. Uh, share the bet slip. Share bet thoughts. We're really building a nice community now in the road to 3,000 followers. So it's nice and niche at the moment. So get in before it gets famous. T underscore FB podcast. Yeah. And if you have enjoyed the podcast, guys, we'd really appreciate it if you could uh, leave a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, yeah, share it with your mates. Just spread the word. And we'd really appreciate that one. Yeah, we would. Good luck this weekend, guys. Thanks for your time.